Hello and welcome to the Writing Your Best Self podcast with me, Georgina Elmashady. Journaling is an incredible self-improvement practice that will help you cultivate the introspection and self-awareness you need to become your best self. Each week, we explore tried and tested techniques along with journaling prompts to help you dig deeper into yourself so you can leverage the wisdom within to achieve your biggest goals and create your best life. Let's get writing. Hey everyone and welcome to this week's episode of Writing Your Best Self, which is actually a special episode because today I am responding to a question from a listener. Someone reached out to me with a great question. I was like, oh my gosh, this actually needs to be an episode in itself. So tune in because we're going to explore how you can stay grounded through pressure. And I think it's inevitable and obvious to say that life is an up and down spiral. Like, and as a, as a result of that, we get to experience the full spectrum of human emotions, which is both beautiful and also challenging. As individuals, we get to navigate our unique path through life. And then as we walk, we get just to discover more about who we are because of the way we dance through the highs and the way we hold ourselves through the lows. And without doubt, the lows can be challenging and difficult because the lows can evoke feelings of, of overwhelm, of uncertainty, of guilt, of grief, of chaos, of stress, anxiety, burnout, etc. And those emotions are especially challenging because humans like certainty, because we feel safe in certainty. And when the ground feels shaky below our feet, we can lose that sense of centeredness. Have you ever had an experience in your life where you felt you weren't grounded, where you felt you'd lost your sense of self or your sense of centeredness? Like, I know I have like, more than once. It's almost an inevitable result of living living a life. But what I have found is that having tools to lean on and support yourself when things get tough can be both reassuring and empowering. Because when you have a strategy, when there's a tool you can use to hold yourself and guide yourself and support yourself, you feel empowered because it feels like you're doing something productive. And, and while it's really important that we sit with our authentic feelings and acknowledge what's happening for us emotionally. The flip side of that is being able to support yourself as you navigate that emotional wave of pressure, uncertainty, stress and worry. And this is why tools that can support and enhance your mental well-being, your emotional well-being, self-care, all these things are powerful because they help to shore ourselves up. They, they're tools we can access when we need them. There are ways we can navigate everything that life throws at us, which is often unpredictable and unexpected. And so this, this week, let's, let's talk about how journaling can be used as a tool to help us stay grounded through pressure. And pressure in all the ways, whether that's prepping for an exam at school or in work or in your career, whether that's making a big decision that's going to have big consequences. And if you're in that situation... I did record an episode recently which talked about a whole sequence on decision making which you may want to check out. Like pressure from supporting and guiding your children when they're going through challenges and tricky spots. As if you know if you're a parent you'll know how how hard that can be. Whether you're experiencing pressure because of relationship challenges or just pressure because of the world we live in and this age of uncertainty. Like in moments like this we can use journaling to help us return to our centre. We can use journaling to help us to clarify our thoughts and get to a place where we can feel clearer. So 
let's approach this week's topic in two ways. I first of all want to talk about what it means to stay grounded. Like what are we trying to return to? And then I want to show you how you can use journaling by expressing and um, by sharing some different techniques and some prompts that you can you can dive into. And so what does it mean to stay grounded? Like why is it important for us to be able to return to a sense of self when we are feeling pressured or going through challenging times? So for me Staying grounded is this notion of returning to that calm, unshakable centre within. It's about being able to come back to my truest self. And often we can lose sight of that truest self when we're feeling pressured and stressed and all the things. But from that place of truth, inner truth, we can hear that wise inner voice, that voice that knows everything's going to be okay. It knows the answers. It it knows what's, what's to do. And to be grounded for me is also, it's it's remembering that I'm connected to, to Mother Earth. I'm connected to this, this, this planet. I'm part of this ecosystem. And that I can tap into a feeling of safety and presence in my body. And getting clearer and becoming aware, remembering and reminding myself that I'm here in this space and in this place and in this time. And... If we're able to navigate ourselves back to that place of inner certainty, inner peace, inner calm, inner serenity, then from that place we're able to be clearer and then better choose what's next from a place of pressure. Because sometimes when we're in the thick of it, like our emotions can be very overwhelming and from that place can be more challenging to think logically and intelligently and critically. But if we can return to that place of calm and knowing, the answers often become clear. And this is where journaling can be really powerful. So if you want to use journaling to find that safe, solid, serene place within, here is what I recommend you try. I I encourage you to try. Like the first one, this is like (laughs) a technique we can use for anything, anytime, because it's just so easy and so powerful is stream of consciousness journaling. It's literally just writing out your stream of consciousness. And the reason this is powerful is for a number of things. Firstly, it allows you to articulate how you feel. It acknowledges and describes the turmoil within. Like putting words to those feelings, allowing yourself to express the thoughts blurting out your worries your stresses your fears all that mental clutter that can get us into tangles and knots there's something cathartic about that just getting it out on paper acknowledging it making it visible seeing it bringing visibility to your authentic thoughts because when you can see what's actually happening for you you have power there because you then have that chance to question or challenge yourself or acknowledge yourself or support yourself. When we when we blurt it out, we can then unpack it and sort it and process it. Because often our stream of consciousness, especially when we're locked in the, the cycle of worry or stress, can can be really overwhelming, really confusing. Right, let's take an example of maybe you have an exam coming up and maybe your stream of consciousness is something like, oh no, I'm gonna fail. I'm going to do terrible and then I'm not going to be able to go to the school I want or I'm not going to be able to do the next step I want 
or if it's uh, an exam you've got to take for professional purposes and maybe you're worried your career is going to be stunted. Maybe you're worried you're not good enough. Maybe you're worried you'll forget everything even though you're advised. Maybe you're concerned that if a question comes up that you haven't studied, then what are you going to do? Like, what if, what if, what if? Like, our stream of consciousness can be, oh, take a breath. <laughs> but just getting all of that chaos out on the page, being real with it, what we can do, we can then review it. It's like, for sure, some of those fears are valid. But once you've written them down, you can then explore them deeper. Is there something else underneath the surface? Are there actions you can take to mitigate problem areas? For example, if you're worried that a question is going to come up that you haven't revised, could you create a checklist of all the topics you need to know and then tick them off once you've studied so you can put that worry to bed? You can address it. Like other times, maybe you're thinking about worst case scenarios. This is something that I'm really good at. A problem, I have a problem and I can fast track it forward to like the worst case scenario where everything's a disaster. Like, can anyone relate to that? But when you then see that it's a worst case scenario written down, you can challenge yourself. Like, for example, is it true your career's gonna be over if this doesn't work out the way you want? Can you not take it again? Is there the other alternatives, etc.? Like there's power in getting clarity on what you're really worried about because then you become empowered to solve the real problem and not just the surface level one. Now, another benefit of the stream of consciousness journaling is, and we've talked about this lots on the podcast before, is that simple act of emptying your head. Worries can roll around your brain like a hamster wheel, like a never-ending hamster wheel, and it can it can be exhausting. Like, to paraphrase my favourite author, Jodie Picoult, she talks about how worrying is like going crazy on a rocking chair, but not getting anywhere, so you're expending all this energy, but nothing's changing. So emptying your head helps free up bandwidth. It makes space for mental clarity. And it's in this space of clarity that we can make better, good, well-informed, empowered decisions. Now, another technique to help you stay grounded is to answer this question. This question is, what's present now? Now, I did an entire episode on this technique, so check it out. This question is so cool because when we feel the pressure, we can become disassociated from the moment. We can get in our heads, we can disconnect from our body, we can not feel present in the space that we're in. But inviting yourself to focus on what's present now guides your mind to articulate and explore what's present, can take you back to the present moment, can guide you back into the now. And being in the now, being grounded in the now is incredibly soothing for the mind, body, the heart and the soul. And again, this practice is very easy. You just simply explore and express your thoughts. And you can also, in fact, I recommend you look around you and write down what you notice and think in the sense of all five senses. What do you see? What do you hear? What can you taste? What can you smell? And what do you feel? And be specific. So if I was to do that now, I'd be saying things like, okay, I'm sitting at my desk. I'm sat on a chair. I can hear a bit of a whir from my computer. I can feel the desk under my fingers. Maybe I can feel some tension in my shoulders. I can see the trees outside. can hear my heart, my breathing. 
And what's potent about this practice is I found that this art of noticing helps to slow things down. It slows down the pace, it slows down the tempo. And this can be a really good anecdote to the fast, frantic world that we live in. We feel pressure to perform and produce. Deadlines, expectations, responsibilities, all these things come way heavy. And we can often feel that we're running out of time or that we don't have enough time. And in that process, we can lose sense of time. But noticing shifts that pace. It slows it down. It gets you out of your head. It brings you back into the body. And I found that that can be exceptionally calming for the nervous system. So that's another good technique to try. And then the final one is prompts. Prompts, I'm always going to recommend prompts because they're such a potent tool for cutting through mental noise and guiding your brain down specific trains of thought. Your brain is just hugely intelligent. It's hugely powerful. And given the right questions and the right um, scenarios, you can then use all that processing power to think and explore and invent and innovate. And sometimes in those moments of pressure, like we want to have those high level thoughts come through because they can really empower our next steps. And, and questions, like they will hijack your brain. And that's essential spark curiosity and ultimately creativity. So I want to share with you five questions, five prompts that you can ask yourself if you want to stay grounded through pressure. So the first one is exactly why do you feel pressured? Now, this question is powerful because of the specificity. It's powerful because it helps you to get crystal clear on what's really bothering you. So your surface answer might be, oh, well, I'm stressed because I have exams. But what about the exam exactly is making you pressured? Is it you're struggling to revise? Is it you, you don't know, you haven't got enough time in your day to do it and you're having to go to bed late and it's making you tired? Is it because you're worried about letting people down? You're worried about what people might think of you if you don't get the grades you're expected to get? What is it you, what specifically are you worried about? Like, ask yourself why, like pull away the onion layers of answers because then you'll unlock clarity. <clears throat> and when you know the real problem you're trying to solve, um, bingo, <laughs> it's a very different problem. I'm worried about my exams. I'm worried about letting myself down. Very different problems, very different solutions. So getting clear about the distinction, the difference between those two things can really help you focus in and dial in where you're going to put your attention. So the second question is, what can I control? Now, the serenity prayer asks us to grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. That is such good advice because we're pouring energy down a open drain when we're trying to change things out of, out of our control and out of our remit. If we were to redirect and focus on what we can control, what we can change and put our energy and attention there, chances are we're going to feel more empowered, chances are we're going to get things moving and chances are the outcome is going to be better or more aligned with what we wanted. So use this question, what can I control, especially when things feel uncertain and unsteady? And allow yourself to 
almost compartmentalize or acknowledge the fact, okay, I can't change these things. I can't change the date of the exam, for example. I can't change the amount of studying I've got to do, but I can change my approach to it. I can change the way I schedule my time. I can change the way I get supported, etc. Now this next question is, what's available to me right now? now? This question helps you acknowledge what's actually in your sphere of influence. It helps you hone in on the skills and resources you have to hand and it empowers you to see what's stacked in your corner. Sometimes when we're pressured, we can feel isolated and alone. We can feel that, oh, I, I don't know. I just don't know what to do. But taking the time to write a list, a list journaling is, is perfect for this because it enables us to just uncover it all, write down everything you have access to. And then you're like, oh, I never thought of that. I've, yes, I didn't think of that either. And having the list gives you access to solutions. So try that question. Now, the next question is what now, what next, what later? If you're feeling overwhelmed because there's so much to do, so much to sort through and resolve, this question can help you organize everything. What can I do now? What next? What later? The reality is you can do a lot, just not everything at once. And so the secret, the key is to prioritize. And this question helps you, helps you do that. It also helps you to see the things that maybe you can delete completely. Um, it helps you identify the biggest levers so that you get the best outcome for your effort and energy. And it's also a great one for clearing the mind because if you park things for next and later, you can stop worrying about or thinking about those. And then you can divert all of your focus and attention on whatever it is you're focusing on in the here and now. Chances are you'll get better results because of that. And then the final question is, I can handle this. Or derivatives like, I can grow from this. I can leverage this. I can solve this. Now, I invite you to use that type of question to remember who you are. Allow your mind to recall your strengths, previous examples of success, aspects of your character that you can pull on now, memories of lessons that you've learned, people who can help you, etc. Tap into that genius within, that wisdom within, that power within, the essence of who you are. Allow it to recall to the surface and write it down so you've got proof of it. Yeah, I'm, I'm all these things. I have access to these things. I could do these things. How many times have you found that you could do more than you thought you were capable of? How many times have you navigated a challenge and come out the other side of it, expanded, deeper, more in awe, more loved, more supported? Sometimes the pressure makes us think diamonds are made under pressure. And so allowing us ourselves to move through pressure in a supported way with a journal at our side. And with the journal by your side, you can always rely on and have access to the most potent, powerful, beautiful thing. And, and that is you, your voice, your counsel, your guidance, your knowing, your truth. So I hope you found this episode helpful. And if you have a journaling question that you'd like me to answer, please reach out. You can contact me at Georgina Almashady or you can reach us at Best Self Co. 
I'd love to answer your question, your journaling question. And as always, I'm going to pop those five prompts in the show, in the show notes so you can jump back in and refer to them. But most importantly, until next time, thanks for listening and get to writing. Take care.